niggas saw it, some niggas talking. Welcome to niggas watching, niggas saw it, now niggas talking. Welcome to niggas watching, niggas saw it, now niggas talking. Yo, 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 niggas is back Whoop, whoop, whoop Episode 15 Yes, sir Of niggas watching Niggas have been watching We have been Like, you know, we always do We were telling y'all what to watch Hopefully you actually went and watched Some of the shit we were telling y'all to go watch Fingers crossed (laughs) Fingers crossed But It'd be um, nice You know, for, uh, uh, for niggas out there that do watch nearly as much as me It's this nigga here yeah. So I got a question for you, dog. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't mind us jumping this this here episode off with a question, question today for you: What is the most chaotic double feature in theater or at home, like on your own time? Okay. Even though in theaters on your own time too. Um, but what's the most chaotic double feature you've ever seen? You've ever experienced? Oh, I've, I've actually experienced, or that I would put together. I think it would just be chaos. You could do both. Let's run us run us um, both. When you experience and one that you would put together to, to cause chaos, Asian of chaos, ladies. And okay, gentlemen. so so one that I've seen that was just chaotic that I don't I don't know that I, I would want to do again. Um, <laughs> or I guess I did do it again, but it was yeah. when I saw the Star Wars marathon and I watched the first episode one and episode two back to back, and I was mm-hmm. just like, oh wow, these these it's just so too much shit happening here. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like chaotic Like the actual films are chaotic But yeah. it was just like Okay these This just isn't it <laughs> Right This is just like I was causing too much chaos In my own life I had me mm-hmm. rethinking decisions uh, But a, a chaotic Like double feature That I would put together I would put uh, Crank With uh, Jason Statham Okay uh, I would put that With like Good Time Or Uncut Gems Ooh I feel like if you watch Both of those back to back Either of them uh, you need like a Xanax. Like they, it needs to come with a Xanax right mm. after because your heart is going to be going. You know what? I'm glad that you said that because Uncut Gems is in one of my most chaotic double features that I've actually watched at like 3 a.m. in the morning. Why? I don't know. It's just me being up. Sometimes I get a little restless. I'm a night owl naturally. I'm always usually up in the wee hours. Sometimes I'm snoozing too. But for the most part, niggas is up watching usually for me. Um and. Uncut Gems is one of the ones in mine as well. So, Bruh. it was Uncut Gems or what? Oh yeah, I thought you were still talking. No, no, no. I'm, I'm t- um, for me, chaotic double features that I've experienced. I've experienced a lot of them actually. Um, you could even say the most recent uh, double feature that I went to in theaters to watch was Chaos, and that's the Woman King and the David Bowie documentary film. Oh wow, it really? was both. I enjoyed them both. It was a lot, even in a docu-film. Like it was they, a lot it, happening. It was a lot going on there. His life was chaos. But <laughs> um, but outside of that, that was very recent, literally two weeks ago. Um, but um, outside of that, Uncut Gems, Paranormal Activity. What type of chaos did I want to create for myself that night? I don't, I don't know. know. I think I was just fucking... 
probably lube, probably feed it. <laughs> More than likely, had a little wine, had a little weed, had a little both. So I just put on one or the other. I think I jumped it off with fucking paranormal activity. Then I ended it with uncut gems. That's so nuts. Yeah, that's nuts. But outside of that, I have another one. David Lynch's Inland Empire, which is a nutty film if you've never seen it. I actually don't even fully recommend you to go see it if you are not ready to just be taken through an entire hour and a half, two hours of what the fuck is really happening. Man. <laughs> like, you're going to get to a point in the film, you're like, okay, what's really happening? Like, what am I watching? Like, what's going on? It's just a lot of shit happening. Like, it's yeah. a, lot of, lot of, a lot of moving parts. Um, but it was David Lynch's Inland Empire and Unfriended Dark Web, which is, if you've never seen un- an unfriended film, the films themselves are chaos, period. To say the least. Um, and you add in the Dark Web, which this film was actually really, it came out in 2018, really, or 2017, 2018, one of those years, but a really, really, really solid um, horror thriller film with not a lot of in-your-face horror. It was just it built on this, on this, this uh, 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 like I don't want to give the premise away, but you ain't gonna go see it. So the film you is definitely basically, not gonna see it. You ain't gonna watch it. Yeah, you definitely can't go see it. it ain't even theater yeah, anymore. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but it's about you know both unfriended films, but I'm talking about the second one, Dark Web. All of these, all of these friends who are on like a, a group. FaceTime, um, there's somebody, I think one of them uncovered or discovered rather, um, like um, like a MacBook or something like that, and they took it home, and they basically like got into the MacBook and tried to like use it themselves. I feel like I heard about this movie. But the MacBook was basically just like, it was put out there on purpose for somebody to find. Okay. So they can be stalked by people on the dark web. Oh. Like, for real stalked and killed by people on the dark web who are playing a game and they're playing a game with you know regular people and it just took someone going to find the laptop unlocking it getting into it and that basically invited the game to their 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 group facetime and it uh didn't end too well for 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 our, our it, main i mean characters. it don't sound like don't sound like it, either, huh? <laughs> Don't um, sound like but it. no man like a, like uh, on your edge fucking like horror movie or whatever yeah like super thrilling like bro you you're locked in the whole time and then watching that shit with David Lynch's fucking Inland Empire was nuts because if you've have you ever seen the, Inland Empire I've seen Inland Empire a okay. long time ago I've only seen, seen it. it once and uh, what's it called you already know just from probably what you can remember even if not it's vaguely, movie. It was, yeah it's, it's, it's not just like movie. Mulholland Drive just like a Razorhead yeah just like a lot of other David, David Lynch, Lynch movies yeah. They're all usually very nuts, and they all may not really make that much sense. This is this is no different. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll, watching them shits back to back was crazy. I'll actually throw another movie in there. What uh, you got? A Scanner Darkly. Ooh. Yeah, I would throw that with with Crank. What I think would actually be mm. like instead, because I remember being a kid and watching Crank and being like. Why is this movie giving me so much? Anxiety? I didn't even know what anxiety was mm-hmm. at the time, but I was like, "Why is this movie giving me so much?" Like, anxiety? why is it making me feel so anxious yeah, this entire time like, I'm watching? Yep. Such a such a ridiculous movie. Um, but also, I remember Scanner Darkly being really similar, giving mm-hmm. me kind of a similar feeling. Um, so, yeah, I would pair those two movies together. What would you pair with Collateral? 
Let's just a for, uh, just a double uh, feature, bro. In, in a general sense, a chaotic double feature for for collateral because collateral is already a chaotic a film. It's, of it's chaotic a chaotic films. movie, but it's kind of. I guess I've seen it so much, I don't necessarily consider it a chaotic movie. But it, it is genuinely a chaotic movie. Absolutely, yeah, it's a genuinely chaotic movie. Uh I think I would do with collateral. I mean, you got to do something just nut. I was gonna. Say, oh, Dog Day Afternoon. Okay. I That's feel like you watch both of those back to back, you're gonna be like, like, I need to sit down and do something. I need to, like, right. I, I, don't I need actually to be, need to stop watching yeah. TV right I now. I need, I need to turn off the television. <laughs> like, yeah, because that, that's those are two movies like back to back that I feel like you'll be like, what the fuck. Mm-hmm. Although Collateral, maybe because I've seen it so much, but like when I think about the actual plot, like if you sat and explained the plot of Collateral right. to somebody. Someone be like, there's no way all of this happens in like one fucking movie. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way. And then you're telling me Tom Cruise and fucking Jamie Foxx is in it. They're like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Uh, Man, but what a fucking film that was. Uh, I love the movie, bro. Yeah, I, I know we've talked so about it many times on the we, pod. We, at some at certain point, that somebody's going to bring up a counter the amount of times we bring up Breaking Bad and Collateral. <laughs> <laughs> Pure <Collateral>. episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fucking high It's pretty fucking high We what? may actually end up doing Like two separate episodes Like one where we break Or really three One where we break down Like Breaking Bad One oh, where we break boy, down Oh boy I can't wait Like Better Call Saul And, and Saul then, has to be uh-huh. Yeah and then we gotta do An episode where we break down uh, Collateral That's, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with it And I'm sure it's a lot of Motherfuckers out there That's like Actually I'm totally All yeah. for that But Someone who's known For creating chaotic films Let's talk about it is still getting money to create more chaotic films. I'm excited. And his bro. name is M. Night Shyamalan. Listen, let's let's first and foremost, you know, give give our flowers. M. Night. M. Night has been doing this for a long time. Night. He's been in the since in the like business 90s. For, since like the early nineties or mid nineties, I believe. Yeah. Somewhere mid, around there. He got his like his not his big break, but his first hit was um Six Sense. Six Sense, yeah. Was I was gonna say signs like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah, like that. yeah. Um, but shout out M. Night. M. Night is known. He's an agent of chaos in the film industry when it comes to his films. That is, I don't know what M. Night is doing in his personal life. But yeah, film wise, like a decent guy. Chaotic is not is really an understatement because yeah. niggas have seen a lot of M. Night's films, and they all were fucking all over the place, just balls to the walls, crazy shit going on. No different from his most recent feature, old. But now he got a new one coming out. He do. Which I'm excited for, bro. What is it? Yeah, Knock our on. fucking our fucking engineer walked in like fucking Michael Myers. Just yeah, like. bro. Nig- <laughs> niggas talking about M Night. The real twist is finna come, bro. I was like, <laughs> that door creak. <laughs> I was like, oh no, oh no. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm excited as fuck. I think it's like knock on a cabin. I think it is a knock at the door. Not, something, something like, like that. that Yeah something like that it's, uh, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a campy horror film That's coming out Not literally it, it Maybe campy You don't think it's gonna be campy I mean I don't, so look I, I don't know it's it could, cabin Bro it could go either way Cause it could be like the Like the campy Kind of slasher shit True. Like you know every, The family's hiding in one room And they're like Oh hey where the fuck's the family at Banging on the doors uh, mm-hmm. Or it could be like Some psychological shit bro Like the way Batista was sitting there Talking to that little girl Like um I'm sad because I got to do something and I don't know if I really want to do it. Mm. And he's talking about we got to avoid the apocalypse, but y'all got to do some shit. And I'm like, right. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, bro? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm really excited for it. I'm geek. 
Yeah, so, you know, t- tell me what, like, a, a theory of why M. Night is still getting this money from Universal to make films. Because now, M. Night is a legend. He is. In this industry, especially when it comes to, you know, horror films, you know, mm-hmm. there he's made a lot of cult classics that niggas love and, you know, yeah. hold to the highest regard. But then he has those films that are like, yikes. That are clunkers. That are clunkers. Um, and people could say old is a clunker, actually, if they wanted to. Um, but, you know, you and I went and saw old, like a lot of people. Old was actually okay, but whatever. It was not that bad. It wasn't that bad. Um, but give me your theory as to, you know, what is it? I mean, I know, the, like, the money aspect. I, I get, like, why it makes sense for business. Yeah. But you give me, you know, more of a, a, a more of an understanding of why do you think that Universal and M. Night seem to, like, they they staying in bed with each other, and that's a good thing. It is. Uh, so I'll say with Universal, they're they're like the one of the few major like big budget companies mm-hmm. that kind of specializes in these type of movies. Like they'll they'll find a director, sign them to a, like a first look deal, mm-hmm. and then tell the director like, yo, if you can keep your money, if you can keep the uh, films under a certain budget, and keep bringing in like like the box office will always double the budget and then mm-hmm. do some more and then we'll sell it to like Peacock or some whatever we got you cause like they did it with um, Jordan Peele they did right. it with the Daniels um, right. obviously they're doing it with M. Night Shyamalan they, they just know who their audience is and they know how to mm-hmm. appeal to them uh, with M. Night Shyamalan his name alone is exactly. gonna is gonna clear the box office you know That's what true. I mean um, or clear the budget um in my opinion, like we said earlier, bro, it's, it's genius. I think it's smart. If you look at all the stuff that, uh, I forget who brought it up. Uh, somebody in our chat brought it up. But all this stuff at Universal has just been like, they've been decent movies. They haven't mm-hmm. really been like outright terrible movies. Exactly. Um, they've been made at really low budgets. They've made the budget back and more at the box office. Um, and a majority of that is because of M. Night Shyamalan's name. Mm-hmm. Now, be perfectly honest, bro. If Old was directed by anybody but M. Night Shyamalan, exact same movie, same plot, everything. Would you have even gone to see it nope. in the theaters? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Like, like, be real. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Like, It's and, an M. Night Shyamalan film. That's why yeah, I Yeah, that's why you're going to see it. And, and that's that's why I'm going to go see. Like, after Old, I was like, okay, I'll probably never see another M. Night Shyamalan movie in the theaters. And then I just saw this most recent trailer, and I'm like, "Damn, you you kind of got a cast in this motherfucker." Mm-hmm. Like, like bro got Batista, he got Rupert Grint, he got um ah, I forget the girl's name, but she was in Luther and she was in uh, Avenue Five mm-hmm. on uh, HBO. He's got um the, my boy from uh, Mindhunter. Um, so he's got a solid cast in this film. Um, and it looks like it's gonna be decent enough. I'll say this though. I don't want to wait to the last like 15 minutes to get to the twist like oh, we did in the old. Oh my goodness, like you we know did what I mean? old. Yeah. We, we can get to the twist a little bit earlier, but uh, I'm going to still be locked in. It's got a pretty, uh, it's got a box office friendly release date. February is a really good release mm. date for a mm-hmm. horror film that's at a low budget, rated a horror movie that's at a low budget. Because, um, you know, you got people that can, you can take somebody out on a date for that for Valentine's Day. It's not competing with too much stuff like in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you have enough big names in it that it will do a decent enough box office. And once mm-hmm. again, with M. Night's name. So to me, 
See, we always talk shit about like places like say Netflix and Warner Brothers Discovery, mm-hmm. but these are the type of movies that they kind of need to be doing like, I agree. in the theaters. You know what I mean? I agree. They need to to find a, a director like M Night, somebody who who has that name status, but is willing to do movies at a certain budget, and will still attract big name actors who will be like, okay. It's a such and such movie, mm-hmm. so I'll take a pay cut so I can be in this film, so I can work with a director I've always wanted to work with. Yeah. Instead of giving all this money to like you know the Steven Spielbergs and you know the Martin Scorsese's, mm-hmm. get a Soderbergh. You know what I mean? A Steven Soderbergh, like he'll he'll do movies under a certain budget, and people will want to flock to do the film like, yeah. because it's him. Um, yeah. That I mean, look, I'm not mad at Universal. Not it's, at all. And like you said, you know, for those studios or or streaming services or whatever they need to find someone who like an M night who could you know help them you know and you know and if, like you said you know especially Netflix they they don't put many films in theaters anyways they, they very rarely put them in theaters I think um, the Marilyn Monroe uh, biopic is in limited theaters um, and there have only been so many others yeah uh, they don't they the, don't do it they don't do too enough. many. Um, but like you said, that could 100% um, yield great results if they were to ever do something like that. If they found a director who had a you know a name <laughs> first and yeah, foremost, of like course, M. Night, of that's first and foremost, and who can still attract those big names uh, and who are willing to you know take a pay cut because it's a lower budget, but it's gonna you're gonna see the return on exactly. the on the back end. So exactly, I think Netflix or shit, a lot of Oh, it's companies. a lot. I mean, some companies don't necessarily need to do it, right? True. Like HBO doesn't need to HBO, do that. Yeah. Well, well, that was just gonna say Warner Brothers Discovery might need to do it. <laughs> yeah, they might need right. to do it if they have the money to even get somebody like that. But you know, somewhere like Sony doesn't necessarily need to do it. Um, Paramount doesn't necessarily need to do Disney it. Disney doesn't need to do uh, it. Yeah, Disney definitely doesn't need to do it. Um, but somewhere like Netflix, I would think needs to do it. Um, even though Hulu is under Disney, they do a lot of stuff like within Hulu. I don't think they need to do anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would really say Netflix and Warner Brothers Discovery are the two big companies I think really, really need to follow uh, follow that Universal's, model. Uh, Universal's model of like cash out a director and just tell them like make these really good rated R movies under a certain budget. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, Bro, like, I mean, you just said it. Netflix doesn't put enough in theaters, and I think they would make more putting stuff in theaters. Yeah, um, and they've been trying to figure out a new business model anyway, so that's something that they probably should really be. Uh, if they are, if they aren't already in the, you know, in that particular stage, they might be planning on doing that. I don't know. I, I mean, I would think so. Um, while we're on the topic of Netflix, they had their their To Dumb event, mm-hmm. um, which I, I didn't watch any of it, but I did see some I of the trailers. Some. Yeah, I did see some of the trailers and announcements and stuff to come out of it. Um, the They cloned Tyrone. Hey, man, bro, I'm locked in. I can't wait. Bro, I'm, I'm super excited for it, but I kind of got an issue totally. with the release. So it comes out December 30th mm-hmm. on Straight to Netflix. Um, no theatrical release. I think they should have. They should have given us a theatrical release. That should have. That should be in theaters, limited so, theaters bro, at least. Originally, it was supposed to come out in like June, and I think they should have put it out in June, put it in theaters because John Boyega had a movie in August, and then he had a movie in September. So it just would have been a good. It would have been good promo. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I think I think they kind of they kind of dropped the ball on that um, because I watched the trailer and I was like, bro. 
I don't I can't remember the last time I just w- kept watching a trailer. You know what I'm saying? Like you watch it and you're just like, yo, this is just such an entertaining trailer. Like mm-hmm. I'm 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 almost building up too much hype for the movie. Oh, you know boy. what I mean? Like It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I'm all winning. I'm in there with you. Bro, cuz um yeah, I mean that was the one thing I was excited for from the Tadam event. Do you have think. a do you know or is there a synopsis about what the film actually is about? I think there is, but I, I haven't. Because it's kind of like I know for the longest up until you know we had the from the Tudum event, you know, whenever Netflix played the, is it was it the trailer or was it just it was a trailer? Okay, it was I a trailer. Know if they were consi- if they were calling it a trailer. Yeah. Um, but I, I think even prior to that, the 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 details about the film were still pretty vague, and yeah. I'm like. Watching the trailer, I'm like, okay, I got an idea what the film is about, but I still have no idea what the film yeah. is about, which is fine, too. I prefer it. <laughs> you know, a film that, you know, has uh, probably going to have tons of layers to it. You know, you have, um, um, you know, a lot of great actors in the film already. We just named John Boyega, mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx is in it. Tiana, Tiana Paris. Paris. Or Tiana Paris. Um, uh, who else? Or I know those are the, obviously the those first. Those are three main those are actors three main. and actresses. Um, but anywho... Um, I still have no true idea or understanding of what the film is is supposed to be about. But like I said, that's okay. Sometimes I want to go into those films blind and um, be pleasantly surprised with how good the film actually is. I think I think that one's so, gonna that's that's gonna be one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think that because I think Sorry to Bother you was one of those films too by Boots Riley. I'm like. What the fuck is this film actually about? Yeah, and then like, when you go see it, you're like, oh shit, there's mm-hmm. there's no trailer that could have prepared mm-hmm. you for the film. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be another one of those films, but I also think that when it comes out, you and I and a lot of people like us that like watching movies in the theaters are going to be like, I sh- this should have came I out. I can't the wait. No, listen, they're going to do like they did, like I just said they did with uh, the blonde uh, Marilyn Byron. You think they're going to Marilyn Monroe yeah, biopic. Marilyn Monroe, yeah. Um, I do think that uh, they, gonna they'll a do like release? A, they'll do a limited release. Sure, I, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I, I I'd like to see a limited mm-hmm. release because I know I would go to it. But with Netflix, you never know. Does Jamie have a deal with Netflix right now? I think so, bro. That Has nigga to. has got like three, four movies with him, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. He's got he had Day Shift. He's got this movie, and there's a, a one with Cameron Diaz coming out. Mm. I feel like he has another one with him. Oh, he had the movie with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and um, Dominique Fishback, where he had the powers. They kept taking the pills and getting the powers. It came out like last year. I wish I could see this this blank expression <laughs> Corey got. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, oh, what's yeah, the movie? I know what you're talking but, about, but yeah, this this shit, yeah, right. This shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he's got a few movies with Netflix. I think. So I think um, it's not like M. Night Shyamalan's deal with with Universal. I think a lot of these actors, they end up just doing these movies with Netflix. The movies get a bunch of views. They get a decent check. You know what I mean? Just like like up front. So they're like, all right, fuck it. You know what I mean? Anytime Mm -hmm. Netflix calls and they want to do a movie. They ain't gotten the fucking business with Tom Cruise yet. I don't know if they can afford Tom Cruise. I don't think they can afford Tommy. Bro, look, Top Gun is they still in theaters, They can barely afford Will Smith. <laughs> bro, Top Gun has been in theaters for like eight months, bro. Yeah, and it's Bro, we, we've there? literally done 
the entirety of this of show. This, of this show. <laughs> Top Gun has been Top in the theaters. I think, actually, maybe we have one or two episodes before Top Gun was in theaters. That's crazy, bro. Maybe one or did two you think, episodes. Did you think, nah, this is to, a little off topic now, but who cares? This nigga's watching. Yeah. We, we you know, we still on topic. But we, we still on topic because we still talking about shit that we done watched. Did you think Top Gun was going to do this? No. Maverick? No. I, I thought it was going to be in theaters for a while. I was assuming I didn't know like, it was going to be in theaters this long. I knew yeah. it was going to, without a doubt, you know, make a lot of money. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to cross the billion dollar threshold and become like fucking one of the highest grossing films ever. Yeah, already. But it took <laughs> it took the long way to get there, bro. They've, they've been in theaters like eight months. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty. I was telling the homies this. I'm pretty sure it's because Tom Cruise is guaranteed a certain amount. Before Paramount can start like making exactly. a real profit, so to them it's like this movie has to hit like one point five billion, one point six billion. I think uh, I could be wrong, but I think we briefly touched on it in a previous episode of how his pay scale for Maverick was, and this Tom, I don't know how he gets his who negotiates Tom Cruise's contracts or whatever, but my goodness, it's ridiculous, bro. <laughs> This is he gonna be making money hand over fist from Maverick for Bro, a long time. It's ridiculous, so, ridiculous. But yeah, to Doom, um, yeah, uh, they cloned Tyrone. Another um, uh, Netflix project I'm looking forward to. Um, the Redeem Team. We talking sports on here for a little bit. That doesn't doesn't come out yet. It comes out uh, next month. Okay. Yeah. It's a docu series or a documentary. I want to say this is just a documentary. Okay. I don't think it's a docu series. So, so that clip, them clips that they've been dropping is just them clip dropping clips of the. Because I've seen clips of the shit. It could be a docu series. We got the fact. We have the fact check that. Um, bottom line. I'm excited. I'm excited to see uh, the Redeem Team. You know, because if you grew up and you watched USA uh, Olympic basketball. Um, you know all of the motherfuckers who are on the on those teams, and you know the redeem team, like it's literally in their name. They had to make up for the four years prior when they fucking stunk, and they got ousted in the Olympics. Got third, <laughs> um, which is still Crazy. super high for it's a lot of countries. High. It's still super high, like but for you know, us, you know. Come on, but for us, come on now. We got the like niggas invented a sport. Come bro. on, it's now. Kind of, it's kind come of nuts on. to. to you got Kobe, Brian, LeBron. You got all of these niggas on there. Come on, I yeah. need. We need gold. Or I mean, I'm excited. You know, the, but the one thing, mm-hmm. shit like this always makes me wish Kobe was alive. Oh man, have you you been watching Legacy on uh, Hulu? On Hulu? No, I haven't started it yet. Yeah, Talk to so me. I love it. I mean, it's great. Um, How would you? I know it's a docu series versus uh, Winning Time. Do you think they both are good? Um, like good representations of. Uh, like who? Because yeah. one is dramatized. Yeah, you know uh, of these events that actually happened. And then the another one is like one is actually documented, true, yeah, documentary style. Um, I I I think they're both good representations as long as you go into winning time knowing this is like fictional. You mm. don't sit there and be like everything I'm watching is fact. Uh, I think they're both really good reputation, rep- good representations. I think obviously though, um, legacy is like. A much better representation because they kind of go. They're able to go into more. They're able to kind of detail more, um, and they they're talking about the whole legacy of Lakers. It's not just like not just a certain like not just a Showtime. Mm-hmm. They're talking about like from when Magic and you know Jerry Buss and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was all there 
to when Kobe and Shaq got there to um, after Shaq leaves. It's like when Paul Gasol Paul gets Gasol there. And, and I'm pretty sure they're going to get into like, you know, LeBron, LeBron a little bit. Of course. But um, the only, the one thing I don't like about it, because I, I love almost everything about it. The one thing I don't like about it is when they're talking about Kobe, especially when he's younger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, granted, Kobe, he himself said he was, like, kind of tough to be around when he was a little younger, and mm-hmm. even when he was just on the team in general. Hearing them kind of talk about Kobe in this way, and it's like, damn, he's not even here to, like, defend himself almost. Uh, like, I get you. Some, when I hear about these documentaries and I see him, I'm like, damn, bro, it'd be nice to hear Kobe. To actually hear him. Yeah, hear like what he has to say about it. with the last dance, you actually got to hear Michael finally yeah. saying all of this shit. And, that, and Kobe talk and about Kobe, the shit, because Kobe, Kobe was in the documentary, too. Dance. You know what I mean? It's one of his... Uh, Last things he obviously did before he passed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so hearing about the Redeem team, as excited as I am for it, I'm like, damn, I wish Kobe was here because, you know, I know the second they say, like, oh, yeah, Kobe was like, I mean, when they was talking about it, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to run through that motherfucker when he's mm-hmm. talking about Paul Gasol. Yeah. Uh, I was like, it's funny and it's entertaining. And, like, the way he does it is like, oh, it's like, it's real aggressive. But I'm like, I wish I could hear Kobe talk Kobe about Kobe talk this, about you know it. I mean, um, obviously, it's not... It's not even a real criticism because, like, for obvious reasons, they can't they can't do it. Right. Um. But yeah, just here like this just always makes me wish Kobe was still around. Oh yeah, man, I'm excited about it. Um, it's gonna be dope. Though. You know, Netflix is in 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 their their like entire library, film library, or documentary yeah. library, or whatever you want. To call it. They have a lot of good sports docs, bro. They have a lot of good sports docu series. Um, fucking, we just said the Last Dance was a Last technically Dance was a, great. Um, uh, collab with ESPN, I believe. Yeah, absolutely correct. You know, yeah. um, what's the fucking show that? Um, damn, I can't think of where they follow the colleges in football and and they were doing basketball. Just Matt, oh, those, last chance you, last chance you. That's pretty good. Um, that's Did really that good. Start on Netflix. That, yeah, start on Netflix. Okay, okay, okay. That's okay. Netflix show. Yeah, yeah. I know it's a um, Netflix show now, but yeah, okay. I mean, they did the N one mixtape docu. Uh, oh, they did. I actually still ago. gotta watch that one. The, the other joint that they did that was really good, too, um, uh, I forget what it was called, but they were talking about that dude that was, he played college ball and was betting on his own games. It was like a whole series of like, college, like not college players, but like just yeah, I don't people know trying one. to What's do name of shit. Ah, I got to remember the name, bro. I don't know, because they just did that Manti Teo one, too. So oh, they're really the Manti Teo one was cool. <laughs> they're good at... at, at, at you know, in the in the in the sports arena, as far as like producing docu docu <laughs> docu series, docu series, I can still hear myself a little bit. Um, <laughs> Bad sport, that's what it's called. Bad sport. Um, yeah, I mean, don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> faded too, so y'all. Have yeah, to nah, um, it's Netflix. No, but Netflix is good for it. They're, they're great good for, for, good for that sports uh, doc. I think well, they're that's not one good thing. for a lot of other things, but they're good for yeah. that. Netflix is pretty decent at doing documentaries. Yeah, I think the issue in general. Yeah, in general, yes. the issue is they kind of sometimes it gets a little too salacious or a little too weird. Mm-hmm. Like I remember their um, Fire Festival documentary versus like the Hulu one. I like watch both like back to back and I remember watching the Netflix one and being like alright bro who saw all this information and decided that this was the best way to give this information like mm-hmm. this shit just seems like y'all are being a little too y'all are going too hard trying to be entertaining you know what right. I mean? y'all don't have to necessarily do that y'all can just give the information it'll still mm-hmm. be good uh, same thing with the Tiger King season 2 documentary uh, I watched like a couple episodes and I was like oh yeah y'all, y'all are doing too fucking much mm-hmm. so I mean, look, shout out Netflix. You know what I mean? I know I be hating on y'all niggas a lot. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, you do. 
But you know, y'all got Day Clone Tyrone, y'all got Glass Onion. You got Glass Onion. How you feel about Glass Onion? I'm excited for Glass Onion, bro. Yeah. Ryan Johnson's one of my favorite directors. Love Last Jedi, love Looper. Brick was like one of my favorite movies when I was a little mm-hmm. kid. We had a little Showtime subscription, so I was watching like Brick and Hollywood Land back to back all the time. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I, I I'm I'm excited, bro. I'm so, super excited. What, they showed Daniel Craig like at the way end of the of the trailer or yeah. the or the sneak peek wasn't even a trailer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which um I mean that's cool, bro. Like it's the whole point of it isn't necessarily that it's a Daniel Craig movie. It's like it's right. about whatever the mystery is. And he's just bring his white ass in there to, yeah, to try to uh, un- his un- white Kentucky uncalled. fried yeah. ass. Try to solve uh, it. Yeah, to solve it. Which Ryan Ryan Johnson said that originally they're gonna have him just do a completely different accent every movie. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, but they decided against it. I actually it. wish they would have done that. Yeah, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, they decided against it. They decided against it. Uh, but I, no, I'm excited. That's a movie that needs to come out in theaters. It 100 percent does because Knives Out was a theater, theatrical release. Yeah, this needs to be the counterpart, the true counterpart to Knives Out, and that means it needs to go to to, to theaters as well. I Which agree. I I think it is. Good. I think it's going to be a limited release. But I don't know when it's coming out. I think they should do a Thanksgiving release. I know because uh, Knives Out was, a, I think, was a Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, Glass Onions coming out in like December twenty third on mm-hmm. Netflix. That's when it's going to stream. But I think just put it out a month before. Give it like a three four week release. Really, y'all could keep it in theaters and have it on Netflix. Because if somebody's got the choice between going to theaters and go- watching on Netflix, they're going to choose to watch it on Netflix. But there are people that do enjoy going to the theaters, like Corey and I. Yes, and sir. And we'll happily go watch it in theaters. Absolutely. And come home and watch it. And come right back home and watch it. So, um, That's just it. Doing yeah, it with uh, Halloween. Oh, man. You excited for that? I am very excited for Halloween ends. Very I am too. excited. Actually, it's going to be an IMAX. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited Yo. as fuck for that. I'm not even a big horror movie guy, but I've seen the first two. I like the first one better than the second one. Me too. Oh yeah. yeah, Halloween 2018 was way better than that. That was Kills. just a great ass movie. Halloween Kills was really just balls to the walls. This nigga was just killing motherfuckers. Literally, was, it's in yeah. the title, but it the first one 2018 was was solid, very solid. And it's not really many solid Halloween films in that franchise. I think Man. I briefly talked about it on here before. Um, yeah, <laughs> I love the Halloween film franchise. Trust me, it's one of my favorite. Not even just horror franchises. It's one of my favorite. Film franchises, period. Um, same with Scream. Those are two of my favorite film franchises. Horror aside, just just for the sheer value of an entertaining film franchise, those two definitely um, those are, are in there for me. But um, yeah, I'm excited for Ends, bro. I'm excited to see it in IMAX. Okay. Um, I'm excited to see... Um, this is Jamie Lee Curtis's last hoorah as Laurie Strode. That's what she's saying. That's what she said, yeah. You know, niggas is going to be t- 2050. Michael is still going to be chopping niggas up. Man. Jamie Lee is still going to be in that bitch. Man. Um, no, nah, but I do think that this really might be um, her last go as, as our 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 our, um, our lead girl as the Scream Queen as Laurie Strode. Um, I do think so. I think that she's finally had enough. I mean, from 1978 to 2022. That's that's a long ass. Time. That's a long time. Even though it was a gap in between some of those films. Yeah, she but wasn't I mean, we're in, talking. We're like it's almost 50 years. Right, been doing this shit. Damn near 42. Damn. But bro. that's a, still a long, a long time that's for a long ass time. to be devoted to 
just like recently, James Earl Jones was like, okay. Yeah, I'm done. He said, y'all can literally old. use AI and do this shit. <laughs> like, literally use AI, which is weird, but I also feel him. I'm like, you know, it is what it is, bro. Old cat. Like, look, man, look, shit. Y'all niggas got my voice enough. And he's getting older, bro. And he's like, getting older, bro. You know bro. what I mean? Like, God forbid he's going to do a role and, like, you know, passes away mid-roll. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, he's um, good. He's good. Yeah, but anyways, back to, back to our... Um, Netflix coverage and we ain't yeah. gonna be covering it that much longer because David Dean is is boiling. We have to talk about Netflix this long, man. Um, <laughs> man, I'm gonna put in the bio. Um, Unfortunately, we had to talk about Netflix a lot. I I, I do want to bring something up, uh, a couple things about Netflix, but one ahead. thing uh, we got to talk about mm-hmm. before we move on to anything else. Netflix, Netflix is doing the sequel to Beverly Hills Cop. Netflix is doing it. Yes, sir. Who's starring in it? Is Eddie in it? Eddie's in it. Damn, I actually might have to watch it then. They're bringing everybody back. Damn. Judge Reinhold's coming back. The other white dude's coming back. Well. They even bring back that hotel worker from the first one. Are they going to be filming it in the city like they did in the 80s, though? He said, are they going to be filming it in the city? Mm-hmm. They are filming it in the city. As we speak, we're going to step outside and we're going to see Oxy. Oh, Oxyfoley. shit. Like it's already started. I didn't know shooting, if they bro. was in Vancouver making it look nah, like Beverly Hills. Nah, them niggas is out, so. out in downtown LA. You know what I mean? They getting ready Yikes. to shoot in front of better sounds. They had better sounds. Eddie Murphy bro. finna come in right now. Nah. <laughs> um, come in and come right out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro, I did not know that. I one, I didn't know another Beverly Hills cop was coming out. I I must have missed this in the To Doom. Was it? It, it wasn't in To Doom. It wasn't. Okay. No. But didn't know another Beverly Hills cop was coming out. Glad that um, Eddie and all of the OGs who are, are it is their film anyways. You can't make a Beverly Hills cop without. I don't want to see you without those the tent. Um, but glad and also really excited to know that they're filming it on location in the city in I mean, the county. You got to. You got to. Nah, bro, niggas be getting away with that shit, bro. You know, it's it's not hard for people to go to Vancouver and Miami and make or it look Louisiana. like or and make it yeah. look like Los Angeles. Yeah. It's not difficult. It's so, not. Atlanta. Niggas, niggas don't mind doing it either. They don't. They get that tax they'll credit. Have, they do yeah, not Yeah, they'll care. get that tax credit. They'll shoot that shit on a soundstage. <laughs> niggas you know be in Atlanta. Um, <laughs> man, whole time in Atlanta. Tyler Perry Studios. Uh, at Tyler Perry Studios. <laughs> but you, but it say you on Rodale Drive. Yeah, it say you on Rodale. <laughs> yeah, I hate uh, I'm, I'm actually excited for it, bro. Yeah. I'm excited for it. It sounds uh, like, a, sounds like a, it's going to be... Um, how many films has Eddie done now for Netflix? He did. He did. did uh, was this his second Netflix film? That was his first. He no, did, this would be his second one, right? Yeah, this would be okay. his second one. He did another movie for Netflix. It just hasn't come out yet. Okay. Um. But yeah, yeah. He's he. This would be his second one or his third. Or I his guess. third one. His third. It just depends on when it comes out. When it comes coming out. coming to America, I think was initially that was a. Oh, that was originally uh, yeah, for Netflix? Yeah, but, but they, uh, for whatever reason, Netflix either didn't want to do it or they just didn't want to distribute it and it ended up going to Amazon. I don't remember if that was before it shot or after, but I know, if I'm not mistaken, the same person I did Coming to America too also did Dolomite. So I think the, the initial intent was it was supposed to go to Netflix. Put it all on Netflix. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I love Eddie. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super excited for this. Um, as long as Eddie's doing good shit, I'm all for it. You got a fitty, uh, favorite Eddie film? I said oh Fetty, yeah, Avery, uh, yeah, Fetty yeah. Eddie. <laughs> Favorite Eddie My film? Uh, just a few. Like oh, I like Boy, Bowfinger a lot. Um, I think. Are we, can we count Raw? 
Eddie Murphy Raw? Sure. Yeah, okay. Eddie Murphy Raw for sure. Yeah. Um, Nigga was in that all red leather? Man, no, that's uh, <laughs> Or was that Delirious? The Delirious is all delirious. red leather. What was he in Raw? He was in the uh, purple leather. I like the, the blue, mm. like navy blue. Niggas was in leather. Bro, if, look, leather, bro. I wear a lot of leather. I wear a lot of leather. Niggas have been getting tongue tied all day. Yeah. I'm, I wear a lot of leather. I have never been able to wear it the way that Eddie Murphy Bruh. <laughs> Eddie can't even wear that shit the same way you do. Eddie no can't way. even wear that shit the same way. That is very fucking true. Bruh. Uh, but uh, yeah, Raw, uh, Bowfinger. Uh, raw, Bowfinger. Got any more? Uh, nah, that that might be it. Cause, oh, Dreamgirls. Dreamgirls actually uh, might be number one. You know one. what? I thought that was... I remember yeah, you saying this Dream a long Girls time might ago. Be, yeah, Dreamgirls might be number one. Or is that one. your favorite Eddie performance? It's definitely my favorite Eddie performance. My favorite Eddie movie might be either Bowfinger or um, Eddie Murphy Raw, but my favorite Eddie performance is him easily Dreamgirls. Dream yeah. Mm. Dolomite's low-key up there, though. Dolomite was a really funny performance. Really good film. Yeah. It was really good in Dolomite. For really me, fucking good. it is Coming to America, the first one, mm. period. I watched that movie so much growing up. Like, yeah. I remember my grandparents and my parents, my mom and them eventually got it on DVD. But I remember my grandparents when I first started watching it, it was on VHS. Ooh. And niggas was put, I damn near broke it. That's how much I watched yeah, it. Yeah, bro. You I remember that? You, I would you watch, watch it and rewind it about yeah. 20,000 times. That's how you fucked it up. And then you, you remember when you would rewind it to your favorite mm-hmm. part and it's like you fucked up so you had to fast forward back? Yep. Oh, my God. Yep. I watched Coming to America so damn much, bro. I still watch it. Coming to America is one of those, it's a staple film for me. Like, I would treat coming to America the same way I would treat Home Alone or mm. or or one of my favorite scary movies like anytime it's on I you have gotta to watch, watch it. it gotta watch it doesn't matter if I've seen it 90,000 times already and I know it, even when, especially when it's on like regular cable and knowing that it's it's edited Oh yeah, you've it's, even seen those versions every yeah. time. It's like you know exactly the cuss word they're supposed to say, and you know what they use instead. Yeah, bro. <laughs> that's how well versed I am in oh in, in coming to America. So that is without a doubt my favorite Eddie Murphy film and performance. I feel like it is like definitely quintessential Eddie Murphy. Anything, yeah. Like when you think of Eddie Murphy's filmography. You think, um, of, you think of coming to America at least it's always it's one there. of the first one or two if it's not the first one sometimes people will think some people will also say like raw or delirious when they or think trading of places or trading places some people will even say um, like you know some is later um, comedic roles Nutty Professor and Dr. Doolittle and yeah Haunted Mansion people love the Haunted Mansion really yeah bro People love the Haunted Mansion so much, you go to Disneyland and yeah. it's a fucking whole attraction. Yeah, so I thought it was an attraction before the movie. Was it? I don't know. Probably. I think so. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But you, some people would even say some of his later films. Yeah. Are, when you when you have a, a, a generational talent like Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy, you don't get it's, many it's people like lot. that. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. He just, you can go down his filmography and any any movie you, are, you, you say or any, you know, uh, comedy special you might say or show anything... You would have a valid argument It'd behind be it. It'd be a valid one. It's something that you wouldn't, though. Mm-hmm. Niggas are saying Pluto Nash. Yeah, it's something. Yeah. Pluto, bro. Pluto I'm over here Nash. thinking, I'm like, actually, there's some. Bro, I've never seen Pluto <laughs> Nash all the way through, bro. That's a little clunky. But bro, listen, but that shit of... was playing on TV so much growing yeah. up. They played Pluto Nash too fucking much on television, bro. I've never seen that movie all the way through. But the, uh, but the vast Man. majority... 
Yeah, we don't got to go through yeah. Eddie Murphy's clunkers because we'll be here for a long time. He for, he for the kids. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, bro. We, we um, yeah, the vast majority of his films are, you know, fucking like household Amazing. staples yeah. for a lot of people, especially like for black fine. people. Niggas know Coming to America. Man, niggas what? know Dr. Doolittle. Niggas know uh, a lot of, even later films. They know that. They yeah. know Eddie. Even Tower Heist, decent. Mm. Tower Heist is pretty decent. Uh, Mr. Church. You ever seen Mr. Church? Ah, this is this is. I vaguely remember this. Film. That's the one where he was like the. Uh, he was like a caretaker. I don't want to call him a butler, but he was like a caretaker for a little white girl. Hmm. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was just a little like. It's probably his, like only straight up serious role because mm-hmm. even in Dreamgirls he was still a little like kind of humorous. But Mr. Church is like his only straight up like he's serious the whole movie beginning. Yeah. End. Yeah. It's not. I mean, it's not bad. It's different. It's just you know. When you watch it, you'll be like, okay, it's it's a reason they don't make movies like this anymore. What about Harlem Nights? What what about Harlem Boomerang? Nights was good. Boomerang was great. Boomerang, Boomerang was great. is another really staple. Good. Yeah. Look, this is Eddie Murphy appreciation time. Yeah, right it's Eddie Murphy appreciation. Let's just time, right? let's we're just gonna take these next few minutes to run through some of Eddie's filmography just because I just knew we were missing so many. I'm like, I oh. thought coming to America and now it's like Bro. this is Eddie. We forgot about the movie that invented buddy cop movies. Fucking 48, 48 hours. That his, literally his, invented... His debut. In, bro. His film debut. Film debut. Nigga was still on SNL. Oh 48 hours. It went from 48 straight to trading places. Straight to trading places? Uh, Beverly Hills Cop was the following... He was on a run. Let's just bro. talk about his run real quick. Can we do that? 48 hours in 82. Trading places in 83. Beverly Hills Cop, 84. 86, The Golden Child. You ever seen that one? I did see that one. That, that's, that's okay. That's cool. But it's just... It's a good, it's a, it's a good movie. This like, is him still... Yeah. Look, he's on a roll. He's on a roll. 87, the year after Golden Child, Beverly Hills Cop 2. 87 okay. also, Eddie Murphy Raw. Damn. Listen, 88, Coming to America. 89, Harlem Nights. <sighs> Like, this is the 80s right there. Damn. We ain't even gotten to no 90s movies where you got, you know, depends on how you feel about another 48 hours. I thought I, I didn't. You know, that was just that's okay. Saying, yeah, know. that was just okay. Um, Boomerang, like I just said. Yeah, we just said Boomerang. Um, 94, you got another Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, but that, um, that one. This is another one of my, f- actually, I've said it on this fucking podcast before. This is there are a few black films that I don't watch too much because they actually do kind of creep me out. And it's usually because of the role that one of my favorite actors might be playing. Vampire in Brooklyn is one oh, of those films. That's a hard watch for me because you know I be I, I don't like horror movies as scary oh, as Jones. Oh man. But. but you got Eddie in it. You got Angela Bassett. You got Kareem Hardison. Directed by Wes Craven. Wes Craven. That was the last. So Eddie Murphy was one of the last like actors to get like a a, a contract with a movie theater, like or movie theater, a <clears throat> movie production company, mm-hmm. Paramount, and that was his last movie on that contract. Uh, and he specifically was like, "I want to do a Wes Craven movie." Wes Craven was like, "I want to do an Eddie Murphy movie." So that's such an interesting movie, like the fact that it even exists. And it's one of the creepiest fucking films yeah, I've ever seen in a, my life, bro. Such a such a bizarre combination of oh, just factors man. like the way that because obviously Eddie Murphy is still a comedian he still does have his comedic of relief course, course. in the film but he's hella terrifying in the film just like 
Snoop Dogg is and in Bones. Hey, y'all can oh, y'all can yeah. say what you want, but Snoop and Bones was that scared was you or terrified actually you? Kind of really creepy. Damn. The funniest Man. part about that too is uh, Bones is like a. I don't want to say like a BT movie, but I remember when when I heard about Bones, it was like. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, like I know exactly. You know what, what I mean? Like this is like it. some straight up BT shit. Straight to st- straight to the five dollar bin at, Man. at the store type shit. Yeah, that, you, mm-hmm. that shit actually was creepy as a bitch. As is Tales from the Hood. So those are the three for me that I usually tend to not revisit that much because <laughs> you're like fuck this because they just you know they just give me the creeps bro but anywho 95 was was vampire in brooklyn 96 you got a nutty the nutty professor okay 97 he was in you know this film metro something that i overlooked anywho that sounds familiar but oh boy listen to 98 holy you man got, you got holy man you got mulan oh wow you got Dr. Doolittle. In 99, you have Life. Oh, stop. Hold on. Yes. Hold on. Come on before, now. We're before, getting in, before, we're, we're before getting we into even it. Before we move on, bro. Before we even move on, uh-huh. let's talk about Life real quick. Yeah. That's that's Eddie Murphy's best performance. I, Career right, best be from right. Martin Lawrence, too. But that might, Life might be Eddie Murphy's best performance. Life was such a good fucking movie, What a fucking movie, film bro. that was, huh? Oh, I forgot about like, mm-hmm. damn, that actually might have to go on the top Eddie Murphy movies. Like, no, it came question. out the same year as Bowfinger '99, which is crazy. Damn, that nigga was having a year. This that was just the '90s. That was just the '90s. Let's talk about the 2000s real quick. I'm gonna run right through it. 2000, the new millennium, Eddie Murphy, still a box office draw. The Nutty Professor Two, the okay. Clumps, yeah. 2001. One of the biggest animated feature films ever. Oh, Shrek. wow. <laughs> and him as Donkey is like so perfect. Dr. Little, Dr. Doolittle 2 is you know, in 2001 hit, as well. Hit. He's still on a roll. Now we're starting to get into some of the ones that, like you said, you know, you got 2002, you got Pluto Nash. Oh, my God. You got Showtime, you got I Spy. Oh, wow. That was a tough year. 03, you got The Haunted Mansion. Oof. Daddy Daycare. Oof. Daddy Daycare wasn't bad, but, you 04, know. you got Shrek 2. Okay. So Bounce you know back. I mean? he, had, he had to, pay, for, he had to mm. pay some bills. 05, took a, took a break. Nothing in 05, Nothing 06. Nothing in 05. Nor- oh, Dreamgirls. Dreamgirls. And then it was Norbit. Then it was Norbit. Then it was Shrek the Third. And then he didn't do much after that. And he didn't really. Then, it was like, what, Thousand Words? And then mm-hmm. Dave, or Meet Dave or something? 2010, Shrek Forever After. Tower Heist 2011, Mr. Church 2016, 20, from 2011 through 2016 is his biggest gap in films. Yeah. Because after 2011, he had one more film in 2012, A Thousand Words, like you just yeah. said. And he didn't have another film until 2016 with Mr. Church. Um, then Which 2019 actually was another three-year gap. Dolomite, right? Dolomite. Yeah, I want to say with Mr. Church, that was like filmed in like 2013 or 2014. Okay. And then just like sat on the shelf. Sat on the shelf. Yeah. Which which is what happens in Hollywood often. Um, we just talked about it on like four episodes. Go back and listen. Yeah. Have how many things that are going to be sitting on Warner's show? Man, Eddie <laughs> Lucky ain't do nothing with them. Oh, boy. Uh, and then 2021 coming to America. The sequel, obviously. Um, and then his to-be-announced films that are... 
Beverly Hills Cop and, and you, people. you people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kenya, a Kenya Barris film. Oh man! All right, we we don't gotta such a positive such a positive conversation. No need to end it on a negative note. <laughs> Slide on by, good old Kenya but, Barris. Hey. That was I don't know how we even got into our our brief we Eddie got, Murphy man, appreciation. That was a brief Eddie Murphy. That was a brief. That was that was. How did we while, get into that? Oh, because you brought up Beverly Hills. I brought up Beverly Hills Cop, but but that that I'm glad we did that. I'm, I'm glad, I'm we, glad did. we did that. We I'm needed glad we that. did that. Niggas yeah. needed niggas needed to know Eddie's I filmography. I forgot about again. life, bro. Because life passed, is in there. Oh my god, bro. That right was, that there. was a good. Uh, no, so I'll say this, like full disclosure, listeners. There's a lot of times we'll talk about stuff on the show, and then we'll be like on the car ride back to the crib, or it'll be like a whole day later. We'll be like, oh shit, should have said this, or like, oh shit, I forgot about this. Mm-hmm. But that this was one time where I'm happy we went through everything because I'd have been mad if I forgot about life. Oh bro. boy, I think I would have too. I'm like, hold on, let me let me pissed, run through Eddie's like if I filmography. Forgot about life. Oh um, my god. But such a when good you movie. talk about people who have like comedic actors. That's why it's really hard to, you know, I know for the longest, you know, people were were comparing Kevin Hart to Eddie Murphy as far as like in his comedic acting, like okay. getting in, not 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 necessarily saying they were comparing his stand up, but someone who was on a, a, a roll, that nigga was on a roll for a little while, but ain't nobody been on that roll like Eddie. Nah. Like, like no, no comedian has, has, has come close to that <laughs> like since, bro. For real, for real. That's no, I agree. I, can, now, I'll, I'll say this: Kev is kind of close, oh, but I it's know mostly he's, yeah. because he's doing them movies with the Rock, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Jumanji Kev, One, Jumanji Two, bro. Like I think two billion dollar movies. Yeah. He's also in um, Hobbs and Shaw. I think he's in Red Notice. Maybe I'm tripping. Kevin Hart is in Hobbs and Shaw. He's like a little cameo, like a little extended role. But like, I'm telling you, bro. If Kev is like a Nothing against Kev, but if Kev's like a big sure. box office job, part of it is because he's in like those he's movies. Been, it's not like Eddie, where Eddie's like legit leading these it's movies. It's fucking Eddie, right? Like writing these movies or putting some por- uh, portion of his writing into the movies. Like, so ah, bro, I'm glad we got in that Eddie Murphy. Back, oh man, bro. that made yeah. me feel good. To yeah, go down, I feel go real good there. now, bro. Uh, but something else that Netflix is not doing too good, and it's bringing you back. Yeah, you're not. You're not happy. They're bringing you back? Jesus Christ. This nigga has been walk, just killing women for what, forced, about to be a fourth season? Bro, I'm surprised this nigga is still, still living. I don't know. I don't know how. How is he four seasons? How did he get past no, two seasons? Tell me how. So I'll, I'll say this. They, they, I, this is the last season. Yes, for sure. I do know this for is sure. the last season. For sure. They've done a good job where you can suspend disbelief just enough. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, we know he killed old girl in the first season. We know in the second season he got with that other girl and in the process killed a few other people. Move, changed their identities, and obviously in, in the third season he killed a few more people. And some they, some people, like, literally witnessed him do this, and now he faked his death and moved to uh, England, it looks like. Now he's a professor. Um, yeah, he's a professor. This, as long as this is definitely the last season, like, and and there's a definitive conclusion, it's not like something happens and then he might come back. I'm not mad at them bringing it back for a fourth season. I think the way that the the last season ended, if that would have been it forever, I'd be like, y'all got to at least come back with another season and have him in jail or dead or Mm. something. Um, See, I know, and Netflix is going to milk it because they're doing, they're breaking it up into two parts. They are. Um... I'm just I I can't 
can't really remember where I ended with you. I think it might have been season two. Um, and I didn't end it because I disliked it, but I think I was just kind of like, I don't know. It might have also been like streaming fatigue that kind of caused me to stop watching it because niggas just do watch a lot of shit. And I just never really went back to it. But seeing as that they've carried on this his his character for as long as they had, and knowing, like you said, like they've allowed us to suspend disbelief for you know just enough. I ain't been able to suspend it really much at all. It's like why is this motherfucker still around? Why is he still you know uh, out you know causing harm to all these people? And he's not been hemmed up from a jail. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna be in fourth season. This motherfucker is like you said. He's he's faked his death, moved to another company, uh, country, and now he's gonna be like a professor. Like, okay, like why? This should have ended a long time ago. This should have ended two seasons ago. Definitely. You know, but I mean, it's fifty fifty. Because I feel like if the story wasn't good, I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. But the oh. story so far has been like pretty good. Okay, it's just walking that line of um. I, I, so yeah. not to compare it full on to Breaking Bad, but Breaking Bad did walk the line of like, okay, if this if something bad don't happen to this nigga soon, mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop believing everything you guys are, like y'all niggas is like putting on. Yeah, and that's kind of the line that you was walking, where it's like, all right, you guys, you guys see that you guys have enough runway. If if something doesn't go wrong soon, then yo. Get out the fucking game because mm-hmm. it's it, y'all are just too unrealistic, too unrealistic. I agree. Um, I'm glad this is the last season. I kind of wish it wasn't a two part season. Like I, I wish they would, they would the just put way. the whole thing. Should have, mm-hmm. but but as long as it's like um, maybe seven and seven, or like you know, really seven and seven to me is perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I'm fine. I'm. I'm fine watching it, seeing where these you, niggas go. You wanted alone niggas because a lot of niggas is like, how is this niggas toast? How is he still around? I seen a lot of people say it. A lot. I know niggas at Netflix is like, God damn, we bringing this nigga back? <laughs> it's, it's, niggas, it's niggas that just got but fired I, I, from Netflix. It's I, like, damn, y'all keep giving these niggas money? Right. But I, I saw someone from Netflix saying like how pretty much most of their creative decisions are made really is just by data. Like not really by listening to people. That, it's that solely sense. by what niggas are watching. And whatever yeah. you're watching is giving them more fuel to create more shit just like that. Yeah. Which is why we do get a show like Dahmer. Yeah. You get one of those shows due to true crime being so popular on Netflix. True crime series, true crime drama series, and ones that are, you know, have, you know, Big names or, or you know, like, for, for instance, with Dahmer, you know, you got people who are involved with this show who are known actors. And, you know, it's a Ryan Murphy show. Yeah. And so who, who the, also has a deal with Netflix. Who also has a deal with Netflix. Um, and Ryan Murphy is known to, this is kind of his his style of, 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 of filmmaking, just, of filmmaking like, yeah, television making. making. Um, you know, from American Horror Story to, you know, Nip Tuck. Uh, Ratchet. Um, Rat, uh, I mean, oh, Glee was the only one that wasn't Glee. like it. <laughs> well, yeah, true. Um, crime story, like yeah, crime American story crime story, yeah, American um, crime story. So yeah. th- this really fits right into that, you know. I, yeah. I, you know, and I think you know a lot of the you know if you haven't been on the internet um, recently since this show is uh, come out, 
you will see that there is a lot of controversy surrounding the show and, you know, about how Netflix and some of these other streaming companies or entertainment companies, people feel are are still exploiting these these victims and, you know, basically just like the show that they have, making a murderer, making these serial killers more, f- not even really more famous because they're infamous, yeah. uh, but giving them just... Just more airtime. Yeah, more yeah, airtime. They, more shot, more like, attention. Shit like, yeah. like, it's literally, I mean, the vast uh-huh. majority of these killers, if you ask them why they did it, they're going to tell you it's because they wanted attention. Exactly. They wanted, like, the media True. attention. They wanted people to talk about them. They want shows to be made about them. True. So, I mean, it's tough. I know with Dahmer, I've only seen the first episode. I've only seen the first was, episode. Which was... More than enough. Oh, let me tell God. You. Like, and um, I'm not saying that I'm not going to finish the series. I'm definitely going to finish but it. But this is one of those series, and it's, niggas have probably listened to the show and it's like, Nigga, you go and watch horror movies. Like, how can you not sit through this? Like, there's a difference. There's a huge difference. And, like, we're talking about <laughs> real-life people. Like, we're t- Exactly. Like, there's... um. So, I, I got a thing where I could read about true crime stuff, but, like, physically watching it is, like, really hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, physically watch... Even if it's, like, dramatized or dramatized. Just like... We, we, oh, man, this is pretty much on theme with how we pretty much are about how we intake our media anyways with Mike's series. Yeah, I that, have so I was going to say, we talked about it in the previous episode. Yeah, 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 yeah we I couldn't have watched them, you know, dramatize her being sexually assaulted, like, in a very Yeah, visceral way. way because, you know, not, not to obviously take anything away from that experience. Absolutely. But... There's a there's a certain thing. Oh, it's like remember Birth of a Nation. They had the mm-hmm. um, the mm-hmm. scene when Gabrielle Union's character got uh, assaulted, and it was like this didn't this wasn't documented to have happened. The way it happened in the film was like really kind of unnecessary. Unnecessary. It didn't it didn't feel like it needed to be there. It felt like a really like just it was really off putting for no real reason. And and we already know that Hollywood loves to insert weird sexual. Assault scenes and Yeah shit. And, and a lot of that stuff We don't really need it Because We're already put off In certain ways As Period. an audience Exactly I feel like I feel like with that The episode of Dahmer That I did watch They They weren't as gruesome As I thought they were gonna be At least in that first episode They weren't as like brutal As I thought they were gonna be um, They were pretty brutal and they did like kind of make it very clear, like you know, there's some nut shit going on. Like as they were talking about the shit, I could almost like smell how bad the oh room was. Oh God, like, for which real, is a really good thing in terms mm-hmm. of like you know filmmaking and getting conveying certain feelings and like shit to an audience. What I don't like really is kind of like the marketing, like the marketing, like the first couple of trailers are like, okay, this is brutal, but I'm like locked in because it seems like it's going to be an interesting show. But everything since then has been like, hey. This is XYZ victim, and this is how Jeffrey Dahmer fucking got them into the house. They're like, this is how the cops didn't listen to like this victim, and like, damn, they're putting these motherfuckers' names on Front Street and shit. And it's like, it's like, all right, y'all can just promote the show. Like, y'all mm-hmm. don't have to glamorize. Like, we're not asking yes. you to glamorize Jeffrey Dahmer, right? Um, or even actor playing Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, but at the same time, you don't have to use these victims' name to get people to watch or put out these scenes like on the internet, like on your fucking Twitter, just these scenes of like gradual assault, you know. And it's to all a lot of people of color, like black people. So it's mm-hmm. even more of like it's kind most of, a, of his uh, victims. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like if if you're sitting there making an ad for some shit and you damn near somebody's like yo you might have to put a trigger warning on that ad maybe don't put out the ad you know what I'm saying maybe don't put out the ad because I, I really do feel like I really feel like this is a show that 
from what I've heard, seems like a good show. Seems like a lot of people enjoy the show. Like a lot of black people enjoy the show. So it's something that I was already gonna watch. But like seeing it, like just little clips in the trailers, like from the accounts, is just a bit like I I don't really. Mm-hmm. Y'all are kind of putting me off. Like now yeah. it's like off putting because like I'm just trying to go about my day, and now I gotta like think about Jeffrey Dahmer assaulting you know, somebody. You know, this, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, Purposely going to these neighborhoods to find victims that bruh. he knew were. Essentially meaningless to yeah to to the the world at to large. the world at large absolutely, um, but you know I, I've like you said I've only watched one episode. This is going to be one of those shows, um, kind of like I felt this way about. There's another show that is not based on true shit, but it it's kind of gives this weird feeling that it could happen. So I don't really watch it. The hands made the Handmaid's Tale. Okay. I kind of don't watch it because it is one very brutal, um, and two, even though that stuff hasn't happened because this is like some dystopian shit that is, is years and even the storyline ideally line, years yeah, away, ideally years yeah, away or decades away, right? Decades away. Um, but it's just a little bit, just like the some of the Purge films. It's just like. This almost feels like this is what y'all want to happen. Yeah. Um. So I don't really watch those. So this Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix, I'm just going to have to watch it slowly. I can't just sit through and watch all eight to ten episodes. I can't remember how many off the top of my head. I can't just sit through and watch all of them like in a one or two or three day span like some people like to do. And that's binge culture. That's just what we do sometimes. If a show is really good, we're going to finish that bitch fast. If sometimes if a show is really good, like this Jeffrey Dahmer show, the first episode was good. I'm sure that the show is good. I'm just sure that the show is very graphic, very brutal, very all of these things that people are feeling, which is valid. So I'm just going to take my time to get through the series. I'm not in any rush to finish it at all. One, because we all know, because we know how to read, and true crime has been... Like a serious genre for fucking ever. Decades, bro. <laughs> um, so we've we've heard and read and you know all of the shit about Jeffrey Dahmer enough. We know enough about him. Even going prior going to the show, we knew enough about what the fuck he was doing, his crimes that he was committing on these on these you know underprivileged communities, black communities. <laughs> yeah, specifically. Um, specifically, but uh. And these black gay men that he was, most of his victims happened to be. Um, so I just, I'll I'll get to it whenever I get to it. It's yeah. just one of those shows. Just yeah. kind of like sometimes whenever you don't see a certain movie in theaters. It's like, not that hey, you're I'll not going to watch it. Yeah, I'll get to it when I get to it. You yeah, know what I, mean? I see it pop up on DSP, I'm going to watch it. You're going to watch it. Till then. Yeah, some, some stuff. Which is, you know, that's why I'm so upset at the way they're kind of advertising the shit. Because I'm like, I plan to get to it. When I'm going to get to it and the way you guys are just putting the shit out, I'm like, y'all, y'all are making me just want to wait a little bit longer. Like, mm-hmm. when y'all are done talking about this shit so I can watch it in peace. Because, um, I, I don't know, it's just a little too much. And I see a lot of people are pissed, bro. Oh, a ton of people are pissed. I saw, like, family members, distant oh, relatives families? of of some of these victims wow. were like, so y'all are dramatizing my cousin. Because they were they were talking about the particular clip whenever um, he was in court and one of the victim's sisters, yeah, um, was had was just going the fuck off right. Yeah, so. I seen the real video. You know I've seen the clip. Yeah, I seen the real video. They did the yeah, side by side of the of the. I, yeah, okay. The, 
and the um their their cousin spoke out uh, against Netflix about that. It's like the fact that y'all have taken like a steal by steal um like scene yeah and recreated it to what exploit my cousin's murder again like we've already we so this is still something that our family has t- like trouble processing yeah. as long ago as this happened um so there are victims or family members of the victims you know who've spoken out that um, are like like what the fuck are not is fucking this? with it so that also like you just said you know how they've been marketing it it's pretty off-putting whenever i see a victim or if i see like uh people who knew victims closely yeah who could actually like look they're not here but i can tell you right now that they would not be fucking with none of this like whenever i oh hear those God, true bro. accounts it gets tough it, gets it makes tough. it really hard to even watch anymore it's like, yeah because it's like well, like what are we watching mm-hmm. because so like the the for me the thing that made me want to watch the show initially was like Okay, we're we're gonna kind of get a show that isn't necessarily from the serial killer's perspective. Right. It's gonna be from like they're gonna talk a bit more about the victims and like what sort of led up to this this serial killer becoming being able to be a serial killer, mm-hmm. like what enabled this person. But um, in retrospect, you know that's a bit like naive because at the end of the day, it's it's, it's always gonna glorify the serial killer. Yeah. It's always like the show is called Dahmer. It's Dahmer. not called. It's not called victims. Of victims Dahmer. of Dahmer. It's called literally Dahmer. Um, so, I, I guess it's kind of tough because now it's not even a time where, so like, I'm, I'm obviously not a black gay man and I'm obviously not a white gay man and I'm obviously not a oh, serial killer. I hope that's obvious. Oh, right, I hope, <laughs> yeah. uh, right. I hope it's obvious. I'm not a serial killer, but I hope it's obvious. But all I have to say, like, I don't necessarily know all every aspect of what goes into, like, any of those cultures. Mm-hmm. So, I can't sit here and say this show is going to bring more eyes onto things that can be prevented in those right. things. Cause I don't, I'd like to think that maybe that's not like a, as common of a thing in, in that culture as it used to be. Mm. Um, but obviously I don't know. Right. Um, and then I'd like to also think that, you know, there's not a lot of serial killers even around. Um, but once again, that's not something I know, but then all that to say is like, I, I kind of wonder what the purpose of the show is mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, okay. Initially, we thought you guys are, you guys are going to tell this thing from the perspective of the victims, try to like give the victims a voice. When you know when they didn't necessarily we have one. And if that were the case, I would be more inclined to really yeah watch it. But now we have people that knew the victims that are saying what you guys are doing isn't exactly in the best interest of these victims. And in fact, you guys are making our lives a little harder because you guys are dredging up a oh, lot of these oh, things. Oh boy, yep. You know what I mean? That we don't, Old we didn't stuff. necessarily want to think. So, mm-hmm. so now I'm thinking like, all right, bro, assuming that, assuming serial killers aren't as prevalent and assuming that while I'm sure there is an inherent danger in being a, a black gay person in America, mm-hmm. whether it's a man or woman, I'm sure there's an inherent danger in it the danger might not be the same as it used to be. You know what I mean? Like, mm. showing me a video of how I could stop myself from getting killed by a serial killer might not be as useful now as it used to be. Oh, you I know agree. what I mean? And, like, obviously, I'm, I'm once again assuming. This is this me is, taking yeah. from my perspective of, like, this if I'm nigga, nigga speculating. Nigga speculating, once again. Uh, I just wonder what the purpose of the show is or what the intent of the show is. Like, why... Mm-hmm. Why? Why are we kind of getting this? Why are we you know rehashing I mean? this stuff? Yeah, I, unless it's it's literally like to said, exploit, right? 
unless it's literally that's it. Split. That's all this. I, is... I think that's kind of what it is, bro. So I'm almost inclined not to watch the rest of the show. Oh, I'm, me too. I've been, I've really been debating because I, I yeah. could have watched more than one episode already. I, I, my plan you was know? to watch like an episode a day and then like listen more of this shit. It was just Same. like, eh, exactly. I only see but less now of it each day. Yeah. Every day, I, every day it, it goes by. You know, I'll click on Netflix and I'm like, I could and watch. You click an out, <laughs> but I just won't. Ah, <laughs> oh, bro. Um, and you know, Ryan Murphy has has you know. Got kind of gotten a lot of this, uh, some of this criticism from Crime Story for the O.J. Simpson one. Um, you know, he got some of the backlash from you know the victim, um, Nicole Brown Simpson's family, um, and I'm not sure how the the uh, Gianni Versace, the Versace. Uh, I, I don't know how they responded to the um, to the Versace murders, American Crime Story, um, but he is known. To this, like I said, this is definitely his style of show. He does take a very true life, like something that happened in the news, rip it straight from the news. Um, you know, even something as uh, as complex as you know serial killers. Yeah. Um, and he'll turn it into a drama series. That's Dahmer is no different than American Crime Story, American Horror Story. So, yeah. like the first season of American Horror Story, like the very first season, a lot of those like stories that were happening were literally ripped straight from news. Yeah, the headlines or whatever. They were just drama, t- like the, made to fit the American Horror Story storyline or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, and Evan Peters has been known to play a lot of those roles in said shows by Ryan Murphy. So, seeing Dahmer. Or just really, like you said, you know, whenever you get, you know, people who knew the victims or, you know, uh, and, and who are able to actually shed light on like, man, this is actually not a good look. You're actually dredging up all of these old feelings that we are still trying to process now. Like we haven't even like we're still they, here. They have this still fully. Because I don't, I don't believe Jeffrey Dahmer is even still alive. No, he did. They yeah, got him out the paint, fuck, right? Yeah. Yep. So it's not the like the nigga who got him out the paint is still alive, though. Though he is. Mm-hmm. Right, shout out to that nigga. Yeah. Uh, but so it's not like they could file like a civil suit and get some shit back mm-hmm. from from Jeffrey Dahmer. Right. Um, it's not like they could. You can't really sue Netflix because this is public information. It's public information. You know what I mean? Like, so it's it's their hands are tied. But I, I just wish there was something more. I just wish there was something more for the victims. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there was either, like, a law or, like, maybe a copyright thing. If not preventing a lot of these places from from rehashing these stories, like, make it so, like, if you do it, you have to give the victims some cut. Like, something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, some cut of whatever the fuck it is you're doing. Like, Absolutely. part of the budget has to go to the victims to the of victim. this. Um, victims, um, yep. Yeah. Um, or if it's like a film or something, then part of the box office goes to the victims. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, they can I agree. At least, you know, so they can at least make some money off of it. Like I feel you're, like you're make you're exploiting my family or my story. Or yeah, whatever. bro. Like, come on, bro. That's so, that's cornball behavior, in my opinion. But uh, there's Netflix. There's they <laughs> Netflix in a nutshell, right? Netflix in a nutshell. But uh, before we get out of here, Chief. Yes, sir. Um, we did see that rap shit did get the official season two from. I'm HBO excited. Max. I'm excited. Um, as you all know, this is a rap shit uh, stand podcast. Niggas have gone up for this show. I'm glad to see that. We love Scam HBO TV. Max. We love Scam TV. That's, that's a scam scheme. television we love show. It. 
Um, and we love that what whoever they had to seduce and scheme in the HBO Max offices at the Warner Discovery offices, Man. it fucking worked. Um, <laughs> Boy, it did it. Um, but um, another show, well, a show that's coming to an end, um, rather. Soon, yeah. Very soon. Snowfall. Snowfall. It's coming to an end. But before it comes to an end, we got to have a little fun with it. And someone who... Um, the lead actor of Snowfall, rather, yeah, <laughs> Damson Ages, um, posed a question. He tweeted it, huh? Yeah, tweeted what he, it. What did he, what he, what he tweet out? To he the said, uh, what role do you want to see me play next, essentially? What uh, you got? I think I, a Bond role would be perfect for him. You think him as James Bond? Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be fire as fuck. I don't know what I was, they would do. I was thinking about it. I'm like, Bond. Yeah, I don't know what they would do it, but... Bro... That'd be fine. I mean, they he would look, go for it. He that's would, he what would. these, you know what, honestly, and that's what, honestly, some of these, some of the filmmakers just got to get back to either borrowing niggas' ideas and making them better or just creating an entire new franchise and, yeah. and base it off of something. Like, look, that was y'all white bond, just like they did with Shaft. Yeah. Shaft, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Shaft um, was, uh, so that was originally written, written for a white man. Mm. And then when they saw black exploitation movies going up, they're like, oh, just get a roll to Oh, uh, give the roll to Rich Roundtree. Yeah, yeah, Rich Roundtree. Um, but I could see Domson and, uh, and, uh, and James Bond. And as Bond. Oh, Not because he's would, English either, but I do think that I, just... He, see, he the has way like this, that, that cool factor. Mm-hmm, like, exactly. Obviously, you know, women love him, so it's, it'd be believable if he has like a lot of women. Uh-huh. Um, I could see him being a spy and like, just kind of based on Snowfall, 100%. like I could see him doing like the whole, almost like that that James Bond Mission Impossible aspect where it's like, damn, is he going to do this? Is he not going to do this? Like, mm-hmm. will it work? Will it don't work? You know what I mean? How is he going to get out of this little situation type shit? I could, I could see him doing that. Damn, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at James Bond. What's funny is I was going to say like a, um, like a rom-com or something. Like I'd be okay. interested to see him do like the, uh, the leading man type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um... If not that, I would want to see him play like almost a, the polar opposite of like a Franklin oh, Saint. Yeah. I want to see him do like a Roman J. Israel type thing. Like play like a really lean, you know, kind of quirky, neurotic mm-hmm. person. Like I would just want to see him like do something really, really cool like yeah. that. That's like not so far removed from a drug dealer. Um, but damn, James Bond is actually... Bond. Damson Idris is Bond as James Bond. He's young enough. He's That's definitely perfect. young enough. They've already said that whoever plays James Bond next is a ten to twelve year commitment. Um, like Bond is no joke. That's a that is a franchise bro, that has like standards like a motherfucker. They don't they don't fuck around, bro. They don't fuck around. Like if you become James Bond, it's a whole host of things that comes with it. Uh, your whole life is immediately changed. And I mean, to be quite frank, if uh, Domson has just played him. I mean, you already know that that backlash would be ridiculous. When Daniel Craig got cast as James Bond, they were mad at him because he was blonde. <laughs> they were used <laughs> to James Bond Christ. having like black, like brown black, or black, black hair. like a dark brown. Yeah. yeah, and he was blonde, and there was a lot of controversy. That's true him. because I can't recall any Bonds prior to Craig who had anything other than like a dark, like dark hair, dark brown. Yeah. Dark and brown, then as soon as hair. Casino Royale came out, all of a sudden he's the greatest Bond ever. So, even though Skyfall I, was my favorite one so of his, Skyfall is easily the best one out of like Jesus Christ! Little, what a what a run. film! Yeah. What a film and what a score! Um, but yeah, I and can an see. original song. But but Donson Idris, I, look if Donson Idris does it, we need yo get Steve McQueen to direct it. Get Steve McQueen 
to bring his English ass in to direct. Bruh, bring his English ass in, and he's he's a black Englishman. And he's a black Englishman. Man, send y'all don't gotta send James Bond to Africa or nothing crazy. Nope. Ain't gotta you know do none I mean? of that. I like it. if y'all send him to Africa. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at that, bro. I'm not mad at I'm it. I'm actually not mad at that but, but, at all. But you know who needs to play the villain? I don't care where the fuck they go. Who needs to play the villain? They need to get Idris to play the villain. Idris Elba. Mm. Either Idris Elba. We're giving away ideas. We are. We losing recipes. Man. <laughs> this is one where I'm like, I wouldn't, I might be mad if I go to the theater and see them do this whole thing. James Ooh. Bond in Africa with Idris Elba as a villain. If not Idris Elba, honestly, honestly, you could really just, because they'll, they'll cast an American as a villain. Oh, yeah. They, they could give us Viola Davis as a villain. She's a villain in, uh, well, kind of a villain-ish in Suicide Squad, right? Yeah, yeah, it's villain adjacent, but they could be like a straight-up villain. Um, I remember there's an episode of Law and Order Criminal Intent where she played like kind of a bad character, and I was like, this is actually really good. So Viola Davis, I actually would not be mad at the Steve McQueen-directed Donaldson Idris. Viola Davis is a villain. We need to put that out in the atmosphere. Who we got to Get this in front of. I don't know. Them, the, like the people making James Bond movies is probably not listening to this. Not listen to no niggas watching. It, it is an Amazon thing now, so maybe Amazon, yeah. somebody on Amazon listening to this. If y'all are, just catch. Look, I promise you, Donaldson Idris is not doing shit. No, that nigga is. He's he's tweeting. What y'all want yeah. me to play, man? I'm right. asking my agents to give me some roles, but yeah. Brad, I'm right now. I'm Franklin Saint. That's what they yeah, see me that's, as. That keeps sending me Franklin Saint shit. Like I want to play something. I want to play something different. But I do think a Bond role would be great a for Bond him. Bond role uh, would actually be. Fire. You know, I could even see um, Jerome playing like. Um, I could see Jerome going like in the, almost like a. Um, like a, I don't know. Where could I, you I mean, see honestly, Jerome I could going? see Jerome doing. Cause I didn't realize like that wasn't like how he was in real life. Like he is, he's a bit more not necessarily soft spoken, but he's not like that loud, oh, yeah. boisterous personality. So I could see Jerome doing like like a Jordan Peele type movie, like something that's a bit more subtle. You know what I mean? Than you're probably used to from uh, uh, Jerome. But like I could see him doing something like like that, um, or even being like uh, um, outside of Black Panther. You know, when Mike Coogler does like uh, um, like even Fruitvale Station or even like Cree One. Uh, there's always like not necessarily a background character, but like a pivotal character that's in a movie, mm-hmm. but they might not have like the biggest role, but they're really pivotal but to like the character's yeah. arc. I could see, I could see the uh, Jerome doing that. I uh, could see, yeah, I could see Uncle Jerome in a, in an A24 film. I could see him in an A24 film. Like I, I think he has that kind of a range. Um, I could see Louis doing like a, a horror movie, like her being like a, either the lead horror, or, like the 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 villain almost. Uh, I can actually see her in the lead. I can see I can see on Louis in like a like a like something adjacent to the craft, like somewhere where maybe like I mean, it was a witch is you talking about horror, witch is involved. She might be like the lead, like mm. the head witch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I could see something like that. Where but like she's, she's a, a hero witch. of the she's a hero of the movie. No, I'm joking. But, yeah, that's <laughs> she's like the hero of the movie, but like obviously anybody else would consider her a villain uh, yeah. in the context of the film. But so I could see anti hero like kinda like how anti-heroes like uh, most people on TV now are anti-heroes yeah <laughs> niggas are not the heroes but they're not necessarily the bad guys either. no they're not they're, they're not. just right there um, what, what could you see for uh, Leon you know what I I hate I hope that Leon ain't get don't get typecasted 
Um, I was oh, really hoping that none of them did. You know, I, this is such a show that once you really fully embody these characters, it, it's hard to shake them. I think so. It's hard to shake them, especially when you sometimes like, didn't you say it? Sometimes you can play people so good that that's, that's all they yeah, know that's you That's all as. everybody see you as. They only see you even whenever you act in something else. They see, oh, look at Franklin saying he playing. Yeah, he playing whoop whoop. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Not, they don't see Damson Egypt playing whatever the fuck yeah, other role. They it, see Franklin Saint playing that role. It, it takes like somebody you know? taking a chance on you. You know what I mean? Like what you like, for instance, didn't I mean? I would say you know you brought up Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele gave Kiki Palmer another chance at like yeah. really proving her range. Yeah, and, and, and she nope. killed it. She um, completely killed even it. though she's been in tons of different films and shows and shit like that but sometimes you know you could almost feel like she had been typecasted for, yeah, for a while no there. I definitely do and like that so Nope wasn't necessarily against type but it just gave her that type of role a mm-hmm. bigger like bigger yeah. canvas a lot more to work with a little bit more nuances yeah um, boy not anything I, that was yeah I, I really hope mm-hmm. I really hope somebody like like uh, Leon is able to, to, to get see I would like to see Leon in, the, in an A24 movie as well you know what I mean like I, I, because he plays his role so well I can see that you know what I mean like it's almost it's hard to see him as anything else I would love to see him in like some type of an A24 movie I could see Leon um, in an A24 film because I think I think you know he's such a good actor in the show within the context of the show I think he would he would uh he would kill it. Um, I'm still thinking about dancing and just fine, bro. I'm Man, listen, you, bro. who uh, Prime, Amazon, Bezos, whoever the fuck out there making the the, the calls? Man. Yeah, take some of that Lord of the Rings money, bro. Take and some just, of that Lord just, of the Rings funds that you niggas and, are overspending look, on this look at nut them, ass show, bro. Look at them buying people and be like, yo, here's here's an extra two three million. Just cast this nigga. Cast this nigga, damn. Don't, don't say cast this nigga. Say cast. Don't say dance. that. Please yeah, don't cast, say that. Say cast. Nonsense. Cast Idris. both the Idrises. Cast Damson. We want both the Idrises in it. And right. throw, throw Viola Davis in that motherfucker. Man, look, can they afford Viola in, in Man, what? Idris Elba? Look, bro, if, if Donson Idris is playing James Bond, bro, promise you, first movie, he's not getting cashed out more than maybe a mil, maybe two mil. And this is going to be like a $300, $400 movie, $400 million movie. It, villains may, ca- may ask for like a little bit more. You know what I mean? Everybody else is is getting below the line. What's it called? They get Steve mm-hmm. McQueen. Steve McQueen's gonna ask for a pretty penny, but it's not gonna be too much, bro. And then all the set pieces and shit, like, yeah, it's gonna cost a bit, but they can afford to throw some money at some motherfuckers, mm-hmm. bro. Now we're not gonna get an all black bond movie. You know no, what I mean? not a, f- a man say. I n- if, if we do, hey, look, that'll that'll be the highest grossing James Bond movie ever, with without question. Ever, Without bro. That out. shit is doing like two billion in like a month. Niggas and a half, are going bro. to see that. Niggas are going to see it, and niggas are going to stay in the theater and just be like, yeah, here's my car. Idris and Idris, I can already <laughs> see the fucking uh, the the. Oh come on, oh, we giving bro. niggas the. They're not going to do them both. They're not going to do them both. We giving away recipes. Oh my god. Um, but before we get out of here, I do want to make one mention. Um, okay, let's get it. A few weeks ago, I saw this film with uh, th- and this coincides with the past episode. A few weeks ago, I saw this film called The Silent Twins. Oh, yes. With Letitia Wright. And yeah, you brought it up in the past episode, I remember. Tamara Lawrence. Okay. Um, two English actors, black English actresses. Um, Are they playing Americans? Nope. Okay, they're playing they English. They play um, black girls from Wales. Okay. 
Um, so they actually stand within the the, the confines of, of black British people. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but anywho, um, watched the film, and like I said, this coincides with something I've said before on the pod. When we were given two early Oscar hopefuls to people, yeah, I said, said Letitia Wright could yeah. possibly nab one for The Silent Twins. It's a focused feature. Okay. Um, Shout out to so already got that already got that appeal. Yeah. Um, and I really liked the film actually. Oh, okay. I did. I, I there are things I didn't like about the film. A lot of them actually. Overall, like <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Uh, overall, like the film. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, but Letitia Wright was was she it? was both both leads. Her and Tamar Lawrence were were phenomenal did, at you, playing fake silent twins. I'll okay. put it that way. Well, they ain't fake. I ain't gonna put it that way because that's me discrediting whatever issues that they were dealing with during that time. Okay. But in terms of when you watch the film and you know like, oh, they can actually talk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, but you know that there's it's layered. It's much it's, it's more, a reason things are happening the way they're sure. So and that actually takes me to my gripe about the film. It's directed by a white woman. Oof. Telling these stories of these two black girls. Um, who in real life, because this is based on true events, in real life experienced her their their fa- them and their family had experienced so much you know racism moving into whatever community in Wills or whatever, and they were the only black family on the block, and the amount of of just bullying they got from school from being like the only two black girls yeah. caused them to shut down. Okay, that's what caused them to only communicate with each other. They didn't communicate with anyone else. Just with each other. Just each other. Sometimes they would open up and communicate with others. But, but not, the moment that they did, it's like something would happen and they would... They were like, never mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't like that in the film, you know, and this, I'm going to keep this brief. Yeah. Um, the director really left those key things out that hmm. would have provided way more context to the film because... If you don't know anything about these about their their stories, you're wondering like, okay, why the fuck did they just stop, you know, talking or you know what what really led them to doing this? You know what I mean? They don't like, even what, explain why it was they in don't the really get into that. It's so very weird. just like in a weird way open from it for interpretation, which shouldn't be that way because yeah. you're basing it on real life yes. black people. So on spaces, I talked about this. When Snowfall did it with a uh, Len Bias thing, mm, you did, yeah, because I was like, I don't like when I watch something and they just they, they bring just, something up, they just kind of flash it because they expect me to go online to like read it or look mm-hmm. it up. See, something like The Woman King is okay because you get a lot of things in the context of the film, yes. and then if you when you choose to look up what actually happened, it's like okay, this was true, this wasn't true, this was true, this wasn't true. This is clearly a fictional movie, but okay. But when you're basing something on real life or you like throwing real life aspects in it and you don't explain it enough because in your mind it's like, okay, they're going to go online mm-hmm. and read what exactly happened to get here. To me, it's like, why not just put it in the film or even right. have a throwaway line of like, oh, this, that, and third, and then they move on. Yeah, at the you very least, like, at you, the very least. You wouldn't have had to like get into super duper graphic details. Yeah. When it, the, the film wasn't, it wasn't necessary for the film to do that. But... It was necessary for the film 
to provide more context as to why these 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 black girls completely self isolated themselves from the world, even yeah. their families. Like that's it got it was that's that's pretty and that's you need but you and you really need that to understand the film. Understand and if you don't context. have that in which the film doesn't really give you too much more besides like kind of like I said they kind of leave it open for interpretation, which like isn't, yeah. shouldn't be, you know. It, it shouldn't be. It's loose. Like, I don't. I wouldn't even say it's loosely based. This shit is really like, the only thing that's changed in the films are their real, the names, you know. Okay. They don't use the real names of the girls, but they have fictional names with the story. Like the their story, story is, is based that's, that's on so that. That's so bizarre, bro. So to adapt these, the, the lives of these, of these real life as black women and this white ass director is leaving out these key details really took that that was my biggest gripe with the film like there were there were so many other things that were working in the film Letitia Wright and Tamara Lawrence were great as uh, the lead actors yeah um for for the film the cinematography was fantastic okay um they did a fantastic job of making you see that inside their little world that they'd created it was all warm and colorful and vibrant because they communicated with only each other. And outside of that, literally outside of their bubble, it was dark and grim and like okay. very moot. Like I, I, I thought that they did a fantastic job on like uh, okay. creating that contrast. I think for like, that reason, I definitely want to go see it inside their homes, inside their rooms, Versus in like their space, the way it is outside mm-hmm. with other people. Yeah, so they that, did. A, I think that, that was, sounds really cool. That yeah, was that really sounds good. really cool. And the music was was great. A okay. lot of original music for the for the really. And there was some stop motion stuff in the like the film was wow. Like, it was pretty good. It was just a few gripes, and that one gripe is that's a major gripe. To that's be a major gripe. That's a that's a really major. Gripe. Like, cause even if I like before we get out of here, we'll do the scale one to ten. Yeah, one to ten, and then the that was that could have easily been like a. Eight or nine film right there for me. Yeah, but it, without having that key, those key details. Yeah, that's like a six point five seven. Wow, and not because of the actors; they nailed it. It's the director leaving those Golly. things out. Uh uh-uh. uh, I need a, that. That's an odd. We thing need that. Out. If you, especially if you're telling black stories, you're not black. You're telling black. You're stories. telling black stories, and you're not black. Don't leave out something that you know. Is, is it's really important to it's the very integral important. really to the story. Um, so and that that was my. Um, how much did you recommend it? Scale of five. Oh, I was st- I would probably give it a four. I would still recommend. Wow. It okay. Because I think it's still like it's still a very in- like the story is in- very intriguing. Okay. Like even the way the film is told and like I said with leaving those 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 key points out, it's still told in a very like. Like, uh, inter- I wouldn't say entertaining. Well, it is an entertaining yeah, film. I mean, I hope it's entertaining. Um, it is entertaining. But it's still told in a way that is, like, still pretty captivating. Okay. Um, you were still drawn into their worlds, even though you didn't, you may not have really understood why they were the way they were. But they still drew you in. And, you know, that also could have just been the actors being really good at what they were doing. Something draws um, you into the movie, But though. something drew, yeah, and... I could still recommend people to go because it's it's still got the elements of thriller and you know you know you got um, um if, of course like I just said you know if you love a film with great cinematography and great music that, then that shit both. 
it, it has both of those. Um, the writing was pretty good too. The writing was pretty strong. I just boy, leaving out blatant racism is just one thing that I wasn't really expecting when I went that's, into the film. That's very odd. Yeah. And then finding out that the director was white, um, it just made that's, all that's, the more sense. That's tough. I mean, I'll, I'll even say when I found out the writers of Woman King were white, the writers and producers. You know what I mean? It's it's tough. I like the Woman King though. Like the that, Woman that King was fire, bro. That didn't that didn't take anything away from no, from me. They, um, that's because they didn't they didn't leave out something as important as how they were just as guilty in participating yeah, in the slave and trade. I think having a black a black director, director. and black producers. Really, really helps a lot. Oh, um, without a doubt. I think that that goes a long way. So that it. was for the Silent Twins. That's kind of where I was with it. Um, but um, yeah, man. I I mean, I just wanted to touch on that real quick Absolutely. before we get out of here. I'm glad you did. You know, we are niggas watching. We always want y'all to go watch more shit. Shit we that do. we watch. We shit do. that we haven't watched. Shit, we want you to go watch it. Shit, I'm gonna watch now. Yeah, you yeah. should. Yeah, I'm, you, I'm gonna show see Silent Twins soon. Yeah, watch that. Yeah. Even no. even just you don't even have to really go see it in theaters because I don't. I think it's super limited. It's when I saw this past limited. week, the two a few weekends ago, um, this place is playing it. This place is playing it. Yeah, so um, yeah, it was only a few places. I had to go to like NoHo to see it. Yeah, I, I, it's a place by my school that's playing it. Oh, so yeah. I should be able to see it. Um, it's probably cheap too. I mean, well, I depending on where you go. Pass, so a, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, so well, so, same price. Oh, <laughs> um, but anywho, man, that's all I got, man. You got anything else for the people before we get out of here? Uh no, I got nothing. <laughs> well, y'all know where to find him at Dini Bus on Absolutely. IG. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I I thought you meant do I got anything left for the people? No, oh, yeah. nigga. Y'all niggas know where to find where me. To yeah, find yeah. You. I mean, he just told you where to find me. Y'all know where to find the IG pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the IG pod, the pod IG. I'm tired. Dude. We about to get out of here. I promise you. We finished. Uh, you. NW dot podcast mm-hmm. on Twitter and TikTok at the NW pod. Um. It's, the link's also in the bio. Link is in our bio. Yeah. Like you don't even really have to do all of Absolutely, that. Absolutely. Yeah. We just you know just we just say it so you can like, share, and subscribe. You know what I mean? Please we'll try to like, share, and subscribe. Tell Always. your fucking friends. Please. Do. Uh, y'all know where to find Corey. Y'all know where I'm at. Um, always still in the streets, still in the trenches. I'm always um, in the streets, always in the trenches in this you know, movie shit. You know, you know Not really guy. out in the streets like that. No, that's that nigga capping, bro. You about to you about to go out and um, put some people in the gang. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, oh, no, I, I think I think we didn't done, done our time, right? That's it. That's all we got for y'all, Absolutely man. We appreciate we the support as always. Like that man said, follow us, like, share, subscribe, tell See people, <laughs> tell niggas, tell people to watch. And our engineer gonna take us out this bitch. Welcome to niggas watching. Niggas saw it, now niggas talking Welcome to niggas watching Niggas saw it, now niggas talking